Well, hello and welcome to A Fistful of Truth. I am your host, Delara Essengill, and this is my uncontrolled podcast. You can find A Fistful of Truth on Spotify, Anchor.fm, and many more platforms all listed on the Anchor.fm portal. You can also find me on my blog at delaraessengill.blog, where there's a ton of different topics, lots of truth, things the MSM and the digital tech world won't tell you, won't allow, will ban, censor, try to stop you from learning, but nothing's going to stop you and I from speaking, telling, and knowing the truth. You can also find me on my new website, delaraessengill.blog, and the new website is called afistfulloftruth.com, which features all the content from the blog and more the latest podcasts, latest blog articles, the latest things that I've learned that celebrities are using, the elite are using. They're not elite. You're elite. We're elite. We are the children of God. And all of these things, processes, techniques to stay alive and healthy should be available to you and you should know about them. We're going to talk about some of those things regarding water today in today's episode of Monday Matters. So stay tuned. Stay tuned to what we have to say today. I want to thank everybody who supports this podcast. A Fistful of Truth is brought to you by you, the listeners. You guys are the reason I do this. Like I say every time, I already know this information. In fact, I know a little bit too much more than I wish I knew at some point. (laughs) But this is the path that God has chosen for me, and I have chosen to speak the truth and nothing but. Three ways to support this podcast. One, you can click on the link in the podcast description, which takes you to the portal where you can become a monthly member. It only costs, it only costs a dollar, $1 a month, five or 10. So you can donate through the portal, $1, five bucks or 10 bucks keeps this podcast going. You can do it through PayPal. You can donate through PayPal or through Venmo. And I want to thank everyone who does support a fistful of truth. It is because of you guys, this podcast has kept going. You know, I was just on my blog. In fact, I was just on Twitter. In fact, I was minding my own business one day. (laughs) I wasn't doing any of this. I really wasn't interested in talking publicly about any of this, but that's not what God had planned. So thank you to everybody who supports this journey with me. Truly, it is a blessing to be here and to be able to do this for Almighty Father. Today is May 16th. Today is May 16th. It's an interesting day, 2022. It is Monday Matters, and we're going to introduce our next guest in a second. But today, in the last POTUS rally, not the POTUS speech at this thing called the Freedom Tour, Donald Trump mentioned a sick puppy named Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin, one of the most disgusting, vile, inverted, creepy, crepe-faced, just... You want to take a shower when you look at the guy in person. He's not that big, by the way. He's another one of these little cretin, these little monsters that they've created in these labs. The people are one day going to find out about so hard to so hard to imagine what I'm saying if you haven't seen it. I've seen pictures of this, folks. I've seen pictures of these facilities in the 90s. Imagine how long it's taken me to understand that this shit is real. So be patient with yourself because it's hard to accept that there are labs where they're doing genetic experiments. They did it in Nazi Germany. They did it before that. They did it in ancient Sumeria. They're doing it now under better, not good, 
but more advanced technologies that exist underground. We're going to talk about these underground tunnels in a second here. And apparently, this Baldwin character, I don't know how many they've got of these things, but this disgusting, vile Satanist is apparently getting uh, some punishment today and his trials are going to be beginning, his military tribunals. According to Real Raw News, they've rounded up a bunch of these people and they've got actors playing them. And let me tell you how good it is before we go into today's show because I'll talk about it tomorrow again. The technology is so good at whatever you want to call it, holograms, makeup, cloning, A lot of them are actors, okay? It's it's a lot of money to clone somebody. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of work. But it's not a lot of work to put a bunch of latex and silicon and hire incredible makeup artists and do special effects on these people. It's It's not that much work. It can happen within hours. I've seen it on sets. So it's so good that they've actually, I know for a fact, I know for a fact that some of these Hollywood names are dead. And I just know. I can't say how I know because there's people that need to be protected, including myself. It's so good that the families of those people that they've taken out and executed because they were satanic baby-eating scum don't know that the new replacement that they've sent in is not their family member. This is a fact, and I need you guys to think about it You don't have to accept what I'm saying at face value, but just let that seed sit there until you get more information to grow it. So people, I'm not saying it's Alec Baldwin, but there are other names that I'm not going to say that have been taken out by our White Hats, our military has taken and hauled their asses off to Gitmo, executed these fuckers, and the families don't even know that it's not them because they sent in a replacement to keep the game going. And some of them have been sent back with kill switches. So I don't know what's going on with the Baldwin character, but today, May 16th, is a is a is a day where we can expect to see some justice go down. Realrawnews.com. So back to the podcast at hand. May 16th, Monday Matters. Today we're traveling to Oregon. A lot of people think that Oregon is the worst state in the world. It's filled with liberal Nazi crazy Antifa supporting purple-haired weirdo psychotic emotion-based, non-logical beings. But truly, that's not the case. Yeah, there's a bunch of them up in Portland, gathered around like roaches. And there's a bunch of them here in very small, Hollywood's a very small little area of LA. LA is huge, big cosmic diarrhea of a city. (laughs) Hollywood's just the diarrhea part, truly. But Oregon has a lot of patriots, a lot of uh, Christians, a lot of churches up there. I've been to Oregon many, many times, stayed in Oregon quite often for my work once upon a time. And there's a lot of good people holding the line there. So one of my favorite Anons in this movement, Dude Diligence Anon, is here to tell us all sorts of things you may not know about Oregon. So welcome to the show, Dude Diligence Anon. And let's talk about what matters this Monday in Oregon, in the United States of America. Well, welcome to today's Monday Matters. And today on Monday Matters, we are traveling to the state of Oregon, where patriots 
are holding the line. And today we have a very special patriot here today on the show. Welcome, Dude Diligence Anon. Well, uh, thank, thank you for inviting me. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Well, Dude Diligence Anon, how did you get your name, Dude Diligence? Well, I, I, I think I've, uh, I've been diligent uh, my, my entire life, um, starting when I think about it from uh, before I was even born. Um, I was, uh, I've always kind of slept with one eye open and everything, but I was actually born with one eye open because uh, I had a twin sister and, uh, you know, they, they say that I was born first, but um, I, I lapsed in my diligence a little bit in the womb. She actually kicked me out. <laughs> and so uh, I've had to, I've had to maintain a pretty high degree of diligence ever since and growing up. So I, you know, I keep an eye out. And that's one of the things that's been a little bit of a problem with uh, with this Soma Vedic device is that I haven't been able to, to sleep with one eye open since. But um, but I'll I'll do my best. So you do you do have a Soma Vedic. I have a Soma Vedic. We both have a Soma Vedic. I didn't expect to go into it right now, but let's talk about it. Let's talk about the Soma Vedic, guys. Um, I don't know if you guys know what the Soma Vedic is, but if you don't know, S O M A V E D I C. You can go to dalaraessengill.blog, type in that word, and it'll. I have a little video presentation on what this thing does and how I was introduced to it. And I saw it in all these really lame, non-elite celebrity homes. They think they're more special than we are, but they're not. And this device allows you to put a bubble around your home where um, you, you plug it in, and it literally creates a safe haven from 5G and bad frequencies. So, so dude diligence, can I just call you dude? Dude. Sure, absolutely. So, dude, you've got so funny. I'm from Santa Cruz too, so this is like very natural for me to say, dude. Um, like when you say, dude, in NorCal, people are like, "Are you from Santa Cruz?" Um, so, dude, how is the Soma Vedic treating you? Well, it's uh, it's really, uh, it, it is really noticeable how like immediately um, your your sleep is much deeper and. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's really great. We both, uh, both my wife and I have been great sleepers always, but, um, never, never this great. And, uh, one of the, one of the other things, I guess if there's a, if there's a redeeming factor in sleeping so well that, um, you know, that somebody might come in and empty your house while you're sleeping at night <laughs> is the fact that it gives off this, it gives off this beautiful little glow, which could suggest to people approaching the house that you're actually awake and you're watching television. I never, I never thought about that security feature of the Soma Vedic. I'll have to bring it up next time I talk to the people from the company. You know, um, oh, I was going to ask you something. When I plugged mine in, and I know this isn't, we're, we're not delving into the uh, the topic today, but when I plugged mine in, man, was I going through like liters of water. I was so dehydrated. I kept drinking water and water and I felt better once I did that, but I have never drank so much water in my life. Oh, definitely notice, uh, you know, notice it too. And I guess uh, along that, uh, the same thing with, uh, with sleeping at night, <laughs> um, I'd like, I've noticed that I just don't drool on my pillow nearly as much. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, I oh, think yeah, good. 
I'm going to have to move mine into the bedroom then because uh, I, I could use even deeper sleep. But yes, I have noticed that I've been more peaceful, more restful. And I had one in my house for so long. And then when I didn't have it in here, I noticed a huge difference. So definitely, uh, thanks for your feedback. I've been asking people who've, who've um, gotten one what they're, what they're feeling. And people have been reporting different positive effects. So thank you for letting me know and the audience. So you are in the lovely state of Oregon, which is like probably the the biggest battleground to be a patriot these days, I believe. Well, it's it's a little deceptive because you have the the big population centers of of the wonderful city of Portland and then uh, down the Willamette Valley through Salem and to Eugene that that have always been so liberal. And that's kind of spilled over the mountains to the the, the city of Bend, it's become another one of these little um, liberal epicenters. But uh, the rest of the state is actually not too liberal at all. Right. Um, you but one of the yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say one of the one of the interesting things about Oregon. And this goes back to my childhood. I I grew up in the 50s and 60s, and which was absolutely heavenly time to grow up. But we all knew uh, that that Portland, Oregon was like, was one of the early big centers for human trafficking. And the, the tunnel system under Portland and uh, the, uh, the, the Shanghai uh, effect was well known way, way back then. Everyone growing up knew about it, this whole underworld of Portland and how all these down and outers ended up on the West Coast and they were dragged out through the tunnels and put on ships and woke up, you know, on the way to, to Shanghai. Just mind-blowing, mind-blowing. So that's been going on a long time. Wow, so you were... And, um, you and were even today, you can go to Portland. Yeah, uh, just of that aspect of it, you know, and it was just, uh, you know, people, and, and then in, up through the Depression, the early tough times, they would end up, you know, on these guys looking for work on the docks and the bars in portland it was kind of the west coast and um and there, so there was that aspect of it but these tunnels were well established uh by then you know back in in the mid 1800s or earlier and uh, e- e- even today you can go to portland and take tours of the underground chinese tunnels in portland wow i've spent quite a bit of time in portland when i used to work with whole foods i helped uh, open a few of those stores there way back and um, I never knew that. I probably would have been down there looking just because of my former career before that. So yeah, that's a yeah. So these uh, these these tunnels were, you know, so, uh, so purportedly constructed by the Chinese, and they went mainly from the waterfront um, right into Chinatown, which isn't far, and. Uh, I, I would say that that's probably standard in a lot of uh, places. It's probably the case in the Bay Area and in California as well, uh, that they, they built these tunnels. And, and uh, supposedly, you know, what, what, what you read is that it was for the opium trade. Uh, but I don't know why that was so secret, secretive because the opium was completely legal at the time. But, um, but I could see moving goods from ships into your shops and everything through an underground system. And then, of course, once you have a major corridor thing, then you have other t- tunnels branching off to other businesses and throughout these cities. And uh, but it it has an old history, uh, so and, and 
obviously could lend itself to human trafficking of every of every description um throughout too so uh so it's hard to know like everything that went on down there but i think a lot of that is uh, being brought to light now and that's that's a good thing that is a good thing it's very surprising to hear that you guys knew about this so early you know this reminds me of a small story that i heard when i was attending the seminar some time ago i always find like the most interesting person in the room finds me and they're usually either like a spook or a criminal or both usually and they, <laughs> it's so bizarre i could be in a crowd of like two thousand people and like the one spook i'll end up talking to and like the, sniffing them out but anyway there was a guy in the room with me at the time and he said uh he was uh he he was in uh he had served during like vietnam or something and he was with the he was with the navy but before that he told me about how they were using these tunnels uh they were tra they were bringing in you're talking about the the same tunnels that you're talking about he was talking about how they were transporting drugs from the uh from asia to america in in the bodies listen to this and this is very disturbing but in the bodies of soldiers that had been killed, they were putting the, the, the drugs inside like the cadavers. This is like a military operation, a dirty military operation that was going on. And I, I just I can't remember all the details to it, but they were using these tunnels to transport drugs into the country with bodies. And I can't I can't even imagine like what else was actually going on. But it just reminded me of that story. And that was the first time I had heard of these tunnels up uh, in Oregon that you're describing. And yes, he had mentioned some other tunnels in the Bay in the Bay Area, as well as down where I am right now in the southern part of the state of California. So I, I believe these tunnels are everywhere, everywhere, just like you said. And uh, being, I, I was of uh, prime uh, Vietnam vintage, graduating from high school in 1966. So, uh, those uh, those bodies that were used those are my, those were my classmates. Unbelievable. I had uh, you know high school classmates who went to uh, Vietnam and came 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 back that way, um, wow. being used for that. And uh, it just astounds me that there were actually people in the military doing that work. Yeah. Um, which yeah. I believe was all CIA backed. I think the whole all of Vietnam was about the opium trade and getting drugs out of Asia. Oh yeah, this guy was one of the head chief operators of these operations. He was no longer well, you know, once a spook, always a spook. But he was in a, it was a different setting, which I can't name uh, and describe how and where I met him. But um, he he was definitely one of the people in charge. Let's just put it that way. And he had excruciating detail, and I was blown away. I ended up talking to him for like three days the whole time I was there. I missed the entire reason why I was there. And I, well, the reason why I was there was probably to hear what he had to say. So anyway, yeah, this, this is uh, yeah. not surprising and very disturbing, but you know, we are gonna be have to be disturbed in order for us to get to the truth. Yeah, well, the, it, it, it's hard, I think, for the average person to understand the degree of brainwashing that went on uh, with people who who ended up in the military and went to Vietnam. Um, yeah. I had an older brother uh, join the Marines and, and he came back from his first tour of duty and was telling us about they spent two weeks uh, on board a ship going to Vietnam and the whole time they were being brainwashed with videos and everything that made them want to go and kill every living thing in Vietnam. So by the time they hit the shore there, 
that was their mindset was to just go and and uh, and kill everybody and everything and uh he came back and and after doing that and with lots of stories and and told he was like two years older than than i was and i had had a classmate who was his, his younger brother and uh, i'm listening to this and i'm going no way there's this there's no way i'm doing this like how can how can you ever have a normal uh, life and a normal brain after doing something like that and i don't think you can um so the the degree of brainwashing that went into that is really hard to comprehend and that's that's probably the most damaging part of all of it i agree and i I have a lot of compassion for our veterans and a lot of the LEOs oh, that I've worked with. Uh, you know, I've been in this field for quite some time. I haven't, you know, the, the, the battlefield is completely a billion times worse than working in a city in a DA's office. But I've had to work with people who have military backgrounds, who've had to do these things and have been the victims of such programming and the damage that it does to them and their families. I'm praying that these that this time that's taking so long, you know, we could have a whole show and a series on why this is taking so long, but we won't go there. I pray that it gets sped up by the grace of God so that we can apply these technologies that we have in our possession to help the veterans first and the children first, because without our veterans, we don't have a country. We don't. No, we don't. No, and without our military and the right military. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, uh, as part of my diligence, I realized that that uh, what was going on was didn't didn't work for me, and I ended up, uh, you know, exhausting the education deferment of five years, and then uh, and then I pursued the course to um, to refusing induction, Good. and um, went went through the whole process, and ended up in the fine city of Portland, where <laughs> I somehow <laughs> escaped being Shanghai, and uh, at that point. Um, in about 71, the courts were bag, backlogged with uh, draft cases and everything. So we weren't arrested when we refused at the ceremony. And uh, then six, uh, six months later, I got a letter from my draft board telling me they canceled my orders to report. And that was the last I ever heard from them. But I, I, I fully expected to be arrested and hauled off to jail when I refused induction. And, Good. And um, so that was, um, you know, an exercise in diligence for me. And uh, in perseverance and in, uh, in, in fighting the thing. But, you know, not, not many people had that really. It was a small percentage. Uh, they they processed, us, it processed us in groups of 300 at the induction center in Portland. And out of the 300, only six of us uh, refused induction. And, uh, and they knew who we were and they knew that we were gonna refuse induction. And they separated us out at the very end before the ceremony. It was all, it was all pretty interesting. Well, I don't think that percentage has changed. So, uh, that percentage is still about the yeah, same. You know, people yeah. are so, people, people there, there's very few people with strong willpower and the right moral turpitude. So, you know, that's just the way the world is. Boy, it sure is. So anyway, so there we are. And we're in, and we're in the state here with Kate Brown. Now, Kate Brown, I don't know if people outside of Oregon know much about her, but she is she says bad news of a governor as he will ever find. And um, I, I don't know the whole story offhand how she got here. I think I've read it, but she was originally born in Spain. I think, uh, I think her father was an ambassador of some kind and, 
you know, ended up in, you know, doing some law school stuff. And then she was a secretary of state for a while. And she's been a governor since 2015. And, uh, and, I, and she's, she's really had a lot to do with the, the dysfunctional judicial system here. Um, she's appointed the vast majority of sitting judges that we have, and, uh, and including just about all of them here in, uh, in Deschutes County, we have nine. And we have two more that she just appointed. And, uh, you know, they, they say that they're elected, but they're really not. The uh, judges uh, typically retire before their, their term. And then they appoint a judge mm-hmm. who then runs uh, unopposed in the next election. And then once they're in there, it's pretty hard to get them out. But it's like, uh, I've been doing my best. I filed criminal complaints on them and... <laughs> <laughs> but they're terrible. They're they're the worst criminals in the county. These judges, and they're they're chosen for that reason. But um, but I'm I'm hope, hopeful of the day that all that stuff will get sorted out, and uh, and these people will be uh, will be dealt with properly. I'm looking at her picture online, and she's definitely part of the ugly club. Uh, she's well, got, she- she's got some kind of strange like almost mk ultra look to her eyes oh she really does yeah she's uh she loves hillary clinton um also her her claim to fame when she became governor was that she was uh she claimed to be the first openly bisexual governor whatever that means (laughs) i have no words for this i'm looking i'm looking at her but she's uh she's definitely not up to uh lori lightfoot lori lightfoot takes the cake for me Oh, she really does. Yeah, yeah. Or it really does. It. But you could tell she has that a tendency there. Yeah, she's she's definitely. Uh, I don't know. I think these people are lab grown. I don't even think these people are real. I look at these people and I don't see people like this when I'm walking around. And you know, not everybody needs to look like some kind of plastic figurine. That's not the way to look. But these people look like they're just there's something wrong with them. Oh, you know, the, the, uh, the manufacturing of people these days uh, is, amaz- is amazing. You know, they, they, they come out of a lab for sure. Oh, they and do. You know, speaking of which, yeah. I, see, I see a new picture of Elon Musk every day. <laughs> and it doesn't, it doesn't even resemble the one from the day before. No, I mean, are, do, they must have. Even close. They have so many of these things running around. I, I've been seeing the same thing. I wrote an article called, Who is Elon Musk? Because who is who is this person? Um, I know he's definitely not from Oregon or, or anywhere, really. But no. yeah, <laughs> they they look a little. Well, it, it's even a little bit curious that like the name Musk. I mean, what what does if it, if it isn't associated with with a person, what what does that word conjure up? <laughs> it makes me think of mold and smells. Yeah. speaking of mold well speaking of smells and mold but you guys are having some unusually uh like wet weird weather uh that that involves some weird looking snow right what is going on with that oh it's really strange you know i um i've heard words like ice nucleation and stuff that they do with do in the atmosphere i mean it's uh, our weather is uh is totally manipulated and and uh, worked every day. It's really, really strange. In fact, um, these winds that I've heard you talk about too, I hear them every day. They come in 
you know, like a bass sound only it's, it's not real regular. It, it, uh, it's like, it accelerates. It's like, yeah, you can just hear these fronts of, uh, of, of wind coming through and it'll come from one direction and then it'll come from 90 degree different direction within minutes. Yes. Um, it's pretty strange stuff, but there's there are things going on up there. You know, it's really interesting that you say this. So, For, um, yeah. Doesn't it sound like almost like a propulsion type of technology going? I mean, I'm not trying to reach reach these weird conclusions, but when I hear I'm having the same experience you're having here in Southern California and my friends up in NorCal, because that's where I'm from, they're experiencing the same thing. We're along the same side of the nation, Portland, uh, Oregon, uh, whatever, you know, um, it's all the same, like going all the way up to Seattle. I have friends up in Seattle that are reporting from every uh, major city and everything in between, even small little towns. People are telling me we're hearing these crazy winds and we're hearing POTUS at all of the speeches, rallies, whatever you want to call this show that's going on. Dear God, it's taking so long that he's talking about this thing called wind burn, wind burn. What do you think he's meaning? Well, that's a that that's pretty uh, pretty curious, you know. When you uh, when you think about the, the fires, of course, is one of the first things that that comes to mind. Um, because these things, I mean, you could start out with nothing, but it's 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 the wind that really makes things burn. And uh, without the wind, fires, pretty much any fire is easy to control. Um, right. And it's uh, and it's kind of interesting, you know. I I spent uh, some years up in uh, central British Columbia, and uh, and in the wilderness up there. And that the whole area up there, the last year I was up there, had three uh, forest fires over a hundred thousand acres each in the whole area. It's like it's kind of like been erased. It's just this massive landscape of charred area hundreds and hundreds of thousands of acres and uh you know that'll never really recover in in our lifetimes or anything and um so those those winds and then in oregon here we've had some fires and they'll just come up and these winds will come and it'll take out a town just in the blink of an eye the same thing happened here i was i was in four fires I had never been in that many fires and I'd never seen this many fires. And as soon as you would, you would get a wind warning, we would get a wind warning on our, on our phones or devices saying, Oh, there's going to be wind at this time. And boom, an hour after the wind warning went into effect, suddenly there was a fire. So we got used to packing up and getting ready to leave and evacuate. As soon as we got a wind warning, every time it was horrible. Oh yeah. Oh, and, and we've, we've had them here that have come some have materialized some haven't you know you'll get uh, a, a warning that there's going to be 70 mile an hour winds and then you know it might happen it might not and then there are other times that you don't get any warning at all and there'll just be these blasts of wind from odd directions and the wind the wind thing has been pretty crazy i wonder if other people that are listening to this podcast if you guys are out there and you guys are experiencing the wind warnings uh, from the weather service or whatever service you're getting it from, or you're just experiencing the same thing we're talking about. 
uh, go ahead and leave me a comment. I'll post an article. There's an article called uh, New Monday Matters, which the show will be featured on the blog at DelaraEssengill.blog. And I'd like to hear from the audience because it's interesting for us to know what is really going on. No one's reporting this stuff. Uh, we want to know if you're having winds or you're hearing these sounds that dude is describing. I'm hearing these sounds and I, I stop and I listen to them. I shared this with uh, a friend, John D'Souza, who was on this uh, vlogcast or, or blogcast, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I shared some of the footage that I took, which didn't show anything. However, it did uh, allow the listener or viewer to hear that you could literally, when I was when I was taping this thing, I was just doing it so I could catch the sound. You could hear exactly, dude, what you're describing, that, you know, that sound. And it doesn't sound real. So it's either what POTUS told us, I believe, he said there's dirty air coming in from China, India, Japan, and uh, I forget what the other country was, China, India, Japan, and Russia. And they said, he, he talked about how they're using these windmills to get that dirty air, and that dirty air contains poisons, uh, viral loads, parasites, you name it, whatever dirty soup this dirty cabal is conjuring up. And that's part of the reason why I believe POTUS told us to stay inside when the pandemic hit. Uh, and I believe, you know, I, I want to go outside all the time because I don't like being inside. I'm not an inside person. But then when I see these winds coming up, and not that I'm paranoid, it makes you think because how is it that it's like somebody's got their finger on a on a light switch, like a wind switch, off and on, off and on, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. And, you know, that's interesting. You know, the weather has been uh, colder. And, and one of the effects of that is that it's not, it hasn't been that pleasant to be outside. So you no. naturally stay inside a lot more. And um, we, we, have a, we have a good-sized greenhouse. And uh, we spend a lot of time doing our gardening inside um, because nothing will grow outside yet. Um, so that, that all kind of works together, too. So, yeah. So this all this weather control and manipulation stuff is uh, is is really quite fascinating, and it's it, people don't begin to understand the the degree of control uh, and everything that's being exercised over it. And uh, one one of the things that they they can't help but notice is the cooler temperatures and in the winds. Although some people are a little bit oblivious to that stuff too. But when you look up at that sky, and we live in a part of the world where it used to boast 300 plus days a year of clear blue skies. We don't have any anymore, but you see these, when it is kind of blue, you'll see these streaks going all weird directions and everything. And uh, I mean, you just can't, you can't not see it. And yet there are people who refuse to acknowledge that that's going on and that that's a real thing. You know, they just, it's like they do a mental block on it or something. And, it's 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 pretty crazy they do have a mental block uh, along with other mental blocks but that's very interesting you know i haven't been up to oregon for a while i used to go up there quite often for work and i would drive because i love the drive i'm not not right now but oh, yeah, yeah. before when things were a little different and um i i do remember uh dude all those wonderfully blue skies i mean as soon as i and i haven't been living in la my my whole life thank god um, I, you know, I came from NorCal where the skies are just as wonderfully blue. Um, but you, you 
last year when you and I were, were talking, you had some interesting snow. You want to tell us about that? Well, yeah, we we had actually seen uh, some some YouTube videos of people burning this stuff and how it it wouldn't melt, and so we we did it here. We went out, scooped up, made some snowballs, you know, put a torch under them, match and stuff, and they would they would turn black, but they wouldn't melt and drip, and like like you would expect snow to. I mean, it would do that just in your hand, let alone without external heat. Um, so there's definitely some some strange uh some strange things incorporated into that mix and um and it's kind of interesting you know snow uh it used to be considered pretty much everywhere that snowflakes began as specks of sand from the sahara desert and they would get in the atmosphere and float around and then eventually you would get this accumulation of water and uh depending on all of the formulation of it it would come down you know, in various, various snowflakes and things. And uh, in the, in the world of, of skiing and cross country Nordic skiing, um, you know, people would analyze this stuff and base and base how to wax skis on the, on the makeup of that snow. And uh, I haven't actually looked at any of that recently, but that, that still has to be a factor because when you get into like Olympic level stuff, it all boils down to the waxing. It, it isn't the person, you know, the whoever has the best waxing job on their skis for that day, for that condition, based on this makeup of these snowflakes is going to win that race. It's a lot like surfing. And, uh, it's a lot like surfing. From oh, yeah. Down. Yep. You know, that's yeah. really interesting that you're bringing that up. I had a I had a friend at one point, no longer a friend, uh, that I used to travel up to Whistler with. And uh, he was a Olympic level uh, skier athlete one of these crazies that would drop out heli skiing. Have you heard of heli skiing? Um, and I remember, I'm wondering. Oh, uh, my best friend. Excuse me? We're cutting out a little. I can okay. hear you. Uh, my best friend, most of my life, uh, was a president and CEO of uh, Canadian Mountain Holidays, the biggest heli-ski company in the world. They had, oh, I actually uh, know, I know who they are. Wow. <laughs> what a small world. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, um, I, yeah. I do. I do none of these things. I, I am not. I. I. I uh, <laughs> not a skier. I. Be, I. I tried to snowboard a few times, and I'm. I'm better on a skateboard. But, you know, um, one of the things I was thinking about is what would happen. I mean, you would think that the stuff would stick to the to the skis, right? If it's not melting. Oh yeah. Right? Wouldn't it cause some kind of friction? I mean, have has anybody even talked to people at this level about this? Now, you know, I haven't, but I've, I've talked to here. I, I used to do um, a lot of Nordic skiing and, you know, people would, it was like a whole science to analyze this stuff. And, right. you know, for a long race, you'd put on different layers that would wear off at certain points in the race. It was, a, it was quite a deal And that, that game has to completely change um, based on this, on, on this stuff. Um, I wonder how it affects, so, but I, but I have, sorry, go ahead. I just I haven't really been close to people people doing that racing stuff for a for a few years now, but uh, it it's it's and you don't hear them talk about it. It's like everything else. I, they they have to see the science end of it and how they how they prepare things. But do they really look at the bigger picture and say, "Golly, you know"? 
this this never Probably used to not. be like this or maybe it changes in such a gradual manner that they yeah. just make these adaptations without really realizing number two exactly what you just said i wonder how it's going to affect our water supply because we kept we keep being told you know there's a lot of fear porn out there too so you know don't go out and freak out um they're not they're not about to kill all of us with water or else we just wouldn't have an economy left but if this kind of plastic or whatever the heck chemicals are in this in this uh fake plastic snow water i guarantee you it's affecting the water supply it has to it absolutely has to so yeah we're we're on well water here and you know we you know you, you can't help but think about how this stuff you know works its way down through the soils and you know at, at what how, how, what kind of a job the soils do of filtering that stuff out before it gets down to where the level of your well is and everything. Um, and then it, you have all the rivers and springs and everything else. Um, boy. Uh, yeah. Where does, where, where does it all end? Well, it doesn't end. That's the problem, you know, and you've got farmland and underground water and all sorts of stuff. You know, a lot of people ask me often, you know, what do you do about your water? Well, you know, buy, buy bottled spring water is the best thing you can do and make sure it's not Aquafina or owned by Pepsi or Bill Gates or something. But I, I, you're lucky you've got a, you've got well water. You know, I, I wish I was in a place where I had that, but you know, the best thing you can do if you're listening to this, this podcast today, you know, the best water filter that I know of, and I know a lot of people have different, I worked with Dr. Emoto for quite some time and all these fancy machines like the Kangen water and the there's all these like people selling filters and so forth. They don't really make that much of a difference. The best thing you can do is get yourself a zero water filter because it strips everything out of the water. If you don't have access like dude to uh, well water and you don't have access to clean water and you can't get spring, get yourself a zero water filter. They have little ones you can put on the tap too. Don't, don't drink it out of the tap. But if you filter your water through the zero water filter, and I'm not an affiliate or I don't, I don't sell these things, but I have one. And I think that's the best way to go. Cause I know a lot of people that I talk to that are in the know and in this operation, that's what they use. So if that's what they're using, that's what I'm using. And I'm not going to stray from that. So anyway, that's just a little, I'm, I'm going to get hit up with that question after this podcast. So I just wanted to throw it in there preemptively strike it. So I don't have to answer 50 emails. Um, you know, for sure, but that's got to be a thing. And, you know, you, you think about city water and city water systems and oh. how easy it is to, uh, to manipulate those things. Um, I, I have two sons who became electricians after, after college and getting degrees, but they both worked in, they built this big water uh, purification plant uh, in the mountains north of Vancouver, BC. And they, they, they did a 10 foot diameter tunnel for 10 miles from uh, from one reservoir to this filtration plant which used ultraviolet light to purify the water for the whole city of vancouver oh wow um so you see how they could take control of that and then it, it was up high on seymour mountain and then it would go down through the water system and everywhere but at, at any point throughout that anything could be injected into that water system yes and i just find that really creepy <laughs> It is really creepy. You know, you said something very interesting, the ultraviolet light with the water. Uh, that's very interesting to me. Um, I, I'm going to be talking again with Hiro Emoto, so stay tuned for that. And I'll share that with you too, dude, of course. 
Um, he's got some amazing things that he's been working on since his father's passing and we're working on it together. So it's going to help people. It's going to help your water, no matter what kind of water filtration system you have. Um, but one of the things I wanted to mention is that ultraviolet light you just mentioned. You know, POTUS uh, showed us, and I had a friend, I had somebody I was working with who knows about this ultraviolet light that is used in our vein intravenously. And what it does is they inject, wow. this, they inject our, so you know when you get an, I, I hate needles, can't stand them. But I make a terrible drug addict when it comes to needles. But you, you, when they put the needle in your, in your vein to draw blood, we've all had to have blood drawn at some point in our life. The same type of needle goes into your vein. I know this is gross, guys, but hang there with me. And they inject an ultraviolet light through the needle. Okay, so it goes right into your vein. And this is a, a safe practice that, you know, has been developed over years and years and years. It's just not available to people yet. But there's been high level uh, military operations and so forth that have been using this technology. And what it does, dude, is it destroys all parasites, viruses, bacteria without harming any cell in your body. Isn't that something? Wow. And I think that's going to be part of the therapies. You know, people think that they're going to, they're going to, you know, somehow manifest themselves into this med bed and JFK Jr. is going to be there. If, you, if, you're a, if you're a woman who's, you know, single and you're older and you're looking for JFK Jr. And he's going to be serving you, you know, <laughs> uh, peeled grapes with, you know, a fig leaf fan. And then you're going to be riding your unicorn into 5D where you ascend. That's going to be a bunch of shit. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen. But what's going to happen is these technologies, if they're using this UV UV light to, uh, I, I'm assuming it's disinfection of the water, correct? Yes, absolutely. Well, that makes total sense. Our bodies yeah. are made of water. Our bodies are made of water. What is it? Like we're, we're 93% water when we're born, I think, and it goes down to like 63 or something when we die. Because, you know, the body just, you, you take the water away, what happens? You evaporate. And uh, I really believe this uh, water is going to be the solution for our health and wellness. I, I sincerely want Oh, that. I do. Oh. Yeah, because we're, we're dead without it. It's the number one substance in our body. The number two substance is collagen. You can't live without water or collagen. You can't. You just can't live without it. You'll you'll die. Um. And I think that this UV light that you bought up today is probably one of the most important things that hasn't been talked about. So this is a very valuable conversation that we've had today. And that's very interesting. I've never heard of that before in water treatment facilities. Yeah, and it was a, it was a massive plant uh, because they had all of these, the massive amount of water, they had these huge ultraviolet lights that would, uh, that would treat all this water just with light. Um, for, for millions of people. Uh, so it's a, it was a pretty impressive thing. I, you know, when talking about the IV thing, it just made me uh, contemplate here the, uh, the likelihood of them using it to treat blood, you know, for blood yes. donation. And I haven't yes. heard anything about that. Well, they're not going to talk about it. That's very smart. I, you know, this conversation is going <laughs> amazing today because these are things I haven't thought about. Um, you're right. The way that they would they would clean our blood, because, you know, we've got this situation now where no one's checking who's been 
uh, jabbed and not, and they're donating blood. Oh my God. I mean, it's so scary to think about all this, but you can't live in fear. You know, fear is false evidence appearing real, false evidence appearing real. Gary Busey told me that he's a good guy, by the way. Um, he was a neighbor of mine for some time out in Malibu. He's one of the good ones. Um, as many problems as he's had, you know, we all have issues. We can't judge people on their issues. Uh, you know, we can judge them on their actions and their intentions, but, um, you know, there's, there's something I wanted to ask you. There's five main water sources in your state in Oregon. Uh, there's this bull run watershed. There's the Clackamas river. Uh, there is groundwater, of course, it's everywhere. Uh, Trask and is, was it called the Tolution, Talutin rivers? Uh, and then there's the Willamette. Tualatin. What is it called? Yeah, Tualatin and the Willamette. Yes. I've actually been river rafting up in Oregon. It is something else. Those those class fives, oh my God. I can't believe I survived it. Um, but <laughs> you guys are getting a lot of your, your uh, water. Your water sources are from rivers, which is interesting. Um, you know, there's a lot to be said yeah. about that. Go ahead. Uh, there's another uh, uh, water source that, um, from from what I have uh, read, is the one of the best water sources on the planet, and it's from a ten thousand foot deep uh, spring called Opal Springs near a little town called Culver's. Uh, and there's a water company company called Earth Earth Two O. It's like Earth when the and then the H is at two O. And then there's another smaller company called Opal Springs that, that uh, bottle water from this 10,000 foot deep spring. And uh, it, um, it apparently is the, the only water that anyone has identified that doesn't have uh, residue from, um, from, from nuclear uh, uh, fallout stuff. I'm looking at photographs of Opal Springs right now on the computer. And if you guys are listening to this, Go to your computer, type in images, and type in Opal Springs. It is gorgeous, dude. It is amazing. Wow. Oh, it really is. And the water, um, you know, I, I, I think is by far the best. There, there are people around here who, who buy it. They truck it all over the place. But the, the, uh, the Earth 2O water, uh, I believe, I'm, I would be surprised if it wasn't available in, uh, in markets and stores there, even in Southern California. Uh, maybe after this uh, podcast, it'll all be gone off the shelves. <laughs> Just <kidding>. yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Oregon does have some of the most beautiful uh, scenery in the country. I've been all around this country. Most states, I've been to most states, not all of them. Um, but I, I just can't, I can't get over how beautiful your state is. It really is gorgeous. Well, it is. The, the whole West Coast is, is really pretty magnificent. It is. There's a train ride that goes from, uh, I think it goes from San Diego. It's called the, uh, oh my God, I can't believe I can't think about it right now. It's, it's um, the Surfliner, I think it's called. It's uh, on Amtrak. And if you take it from San Diego all the way up to Seattle, it's like a two, three day trip. But you can see things that you can't normally see from the road, like if you were in a passenger vehicle. And I heard, I haven't taken it all the way up the coast, but I've heard that it's just absolutely spectacular once you hit like, you know, far north, northern California to where it borders and it crosses into Oregon. So that's something I'm looking forward to doing 
one day when this pandemic is uh, settled down a little bit, at least, because right now I'm not getting on any pub public transportation whatsoever. Oh, we we don't either. I I have no I have no inclination to to board a plane or do anything. No, but, uh, I just don't need to. There's no need. No, getting on a public uh, plane or train or whatever is literally like putting yourself in a petri dish. No matter what kind of prophylactic you're on, and no matter what kind of masked madness you want to partake in, which I refuse to do. That's just completely nuts. And people that are doing that, they're they're going to suffer the consequences later. And I know some people have to because of their jobs and stuff like that. But hey, you know what? It's a choice. You make a choice. No one makes Absolutely. you do anything. Right. You, you find your way in life. And that's really important. You know, I like I like your name, Dude Diligence, because people are not doing their dil Dude Diligence. They're not doing it. No, no. And, wow. uh, and they really have to, you know, no, nobody, nobody really does enough. Um, as hard as you might try, you know, there, there are lapses in your diligence. I'm sorry, <laughs> no matter who you are. And it's just, uh, it's a, a constant battle and it's, it's more important every day. Well, dude, diligence, I really appreciate you being here today on Monday Matters and giving us a overview of you know there's not too much happening at the moment in the, in Oregon I know during the whole oh my god the staged uh George hello George uh, I can't breathe bs and all the pantifa bs that you guys have been going through and it's just like oh, oh yeah but I want to I want to really emphasize before before we end this part of the podcast you said something at the beginning of our conversation, which is really important because I've spent quite a bit of time in Oregon. I've had family members in Oregon that live there. Oregon's not a liberal hellhole like the media portrays it to be. It's not. It's just no, it isn't. It's the West Coast is not a liberal hellhole. And, you know, in a way, I'm kind of glad that they portray us this way because it stops people from moving out here. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of um, a Christian patriots. There's a lot of churches up in Oregon, a lot. I mean, it's like one church after another. And there's a lot of Americans who move there that don't want to be bothered. And they're patriots. They, they you know, they live off the land. They're good people and they're, they're patriots, but they're, they're silent because all you hear about from the media, and I want people to understand this, the media portrays whatever it wants it tells us whatever it wants to tell us and it's not the truth absolutely i when you look at the local media here i get i get an email from the local newspaper and i just look at the little headlines on the email i don't look at the thing i just like i have to shake my head every time that how they portray things so so inaccurately and i i don't know how they those people even look in the mirror well, they don't because they're all so fugly. When I look at all of them, they all look deformed to me, you know, because what's on the inside is reflected on the outside. And some people have a great poker face, you know, some people are, some people pretend, you know, to be what they're not. But these people, you know, the Lori Lightfoots, the Kate Browns, the, oh God, the Stacey Abrams, Gapzillas. I mean, they're just something else. Oh, like, yeah. Even the uh, polished up 
I, I, and a lot of these people have been executed, by the way, you guys can check out real raw news. They're not, they're not telling everybody what's going on. And you know what? We're playing the same game. The MSM is we're not telling anybody what's going on because you don't give up your cards until you win the game. So yeah. Yep. God bless you. And thank you for holding the line in Oregon. Uh, I know there's other Oregon Patriots who reached out to me when I announced that we were going to Oregon. I, a lot of enthusiasm. I heard from a lot of people. I didn't tell you this, but there's a lot of people that reached out to me via social media and said, I'm from Oregon and I can't wait to hear uh, Monday Matters because we're here holding the line and we're not all crazy. And I said, I know they're just portraying you guys that way. So God bless you. Thank you very oh, much. Really true. Thank you very much for uh, being here okay. today. Maybe we could well, talk thank again. Thank you. It was a pleasure. All right. Well, I'm going to go over the uh, the California part of this separately because we are having a little bit of connection issues, and that's usually having to do with censorship. So thanks again. Due diligence. My pleasure, as, as always. So I'm doing the California update real quick. I didn't want to keep... Uh, dude diligence and on on because we had some recording issues and some censorship interruptions when we first started doing the podcast which is why I had to record it a little bit differently today so thanks for bearing with me California updates not much has changed in California there are some uh, heated things going on you know around the country with the whole Roe versus Wade I believe that's a you must show them type of uh, situation going on I'm not going to get into that yet because there's still developments going on in California. It's interesting. Uh, Gavin Newsom sought more money. They're put, pouring more money into California. We, you know, Newsom is dead and he's long gone. He's been get mode. Real raw news has all that information. And uh, one of the most interesting things that uh, I saw this week was, you know, the money coming in under this fake Newsom. I believe that the White Hats are investing in the state of California for a few reasons. Number one, Hollywood. The third arm of the CIA is not going anywhere, folks. If you guys think that Hollywood is just going to completely disappear, it's not. The management's going to disappear. A lot of people are going to be gone, but not to the public eye. Not for some time, because we've got to manage the crazy masses. Watch Century of the Self, and you'll see what I'm talking about. If you don't watch these things, you're not going to really get what I'm saying. Century of the Self, Delara Essengill.blog. You can see what the programming and how the programming works around Hollywood. It explains it all from the beginning to the end of our nation. And uh, Hollywood's not going anywhere. And where is that located? California. You think Silicon Valley is going to get picked up and move somewhere? No. That's also in California. In fact, California produces 5% of the world's goods uh, for um, food and beverage for the world economy. Bet you didn't know that. And California is, is a huge farmland state between the crazy city of uh, L.A., which isn't that big. The city of L.A. is not that big. There's all sorts of counties around here. Orange County, San Diego, Ventura, Central Coast. Besides the city of L.A. and the city of San Francisco, truly, this state isn't as crazy as they make, make it look. And those industries in the state, the most populated state in our country, we're not going anywhere. And the state flipped red. So when California 
voter fraud is revealed because that's going to be the final part, guys. When California voter fraud is revealed, the country is going to look at our state, look at the media. It's going to be the biggest reveal of all the lies. It's all going to tie together. When California voter fraud gets revealed, we're going to see the lies of the MSM be revealed. We're going to see the lies of Hollywood be revealed. It's going to be a big domino effect, and it's going to be a huge culmination of shit on fire when the California voter fraud is revealed. Silicon Valley is not going anywhere. Hollywood isn't going anywhere. It's not the corporations, the companies, or the efforts behind entertainment or any other industry that are bad. Healthcare, childcare, education, transportation, all of it, militarization. It's not those things that are bad. It's the people that are running the show that are, we're bad, that we're bad. We're cleaning them out. We're taking out the trash. We're draining the swamp. And you can't drain a swamp overnight. It takes time. I know, I know. It's taking a long time. But those who endure till the end, he has plans to prosper us. Amen. When California voter fraud gets revealed, it's going to get revealed. Go back and look at the board, the 17-letter board. Go back and look at it. When it gets revealed, it's the end of the show. And I can't wait because I am from the revival state, born and raised native. I can't wait, Californians. I can't wait. When California voter fraud gets revealed, California is going to be the revival state. And the money that's being requested from the fake dead Newsom is being funneled into the state because there's a lot coming to the state. In fact, the reason why the Treasury has been relocated to Nevada, that's what I'm hearing. Because it's right next to California. And guess what? Guess where POTUS was before the Austin, Texas Freedom Tour speech that he gave that I decoded? With your favorite news snacking on, please be sure to check out that decode. Trump POTUS speech decode, Austin, Texas, May 14th, 2022. It's up on the blog and it's on the podcast. Lots of stuff he talked about. POTUS talked about Pebble Beach. I don't like Pebble Beach. I used to live up there. I lived in Carmel Valley. Pebble Beach is kind of dark and weird. He doesn't like it either. He likes Palos Verdes. And guess what POTUS did? He was in California right before he went to that freedom tour. On May 14th, POTUS was in California. He has a golf course now on one of the nicest parts of uh, of L.A. County, bordering there, Orange County. Palos Verdes, the Trump National Golf, golf Course in L.A. You think POTUS is investing in California because California is going down the tube? No. I've, I was told from a very high-level source. I was told from a very high-level source at the beginning of this game, this the show that we're watching, that California was going to be the revival state, and this is getting closer and closer, folks. I know we're halfway through. we got another two and a half years to go before all this stuff starts really coming out because they're working behind the scenes, the military and POTUS and the White Hats, so let them work. POTUS is investing in California. He's not making it super public. He has a home here, too. He's not making it super public, but guess what? There's a nice golf course here now with Trump National in Palos Verdes. So that's where he was before this. And uh, there's going to be a lot of news coming here soon. A lot of news. Something interesting that's happening in California as well. That's why the money's coming in here. Is that the, uh, the mayor, 
here in Los Angeles has sent out a notice about human trafficking. Isn't that something? When I went down to the police department and tried to report what I thought was human trafficking, they didn't want to hear it. This is years ago. Not because the cops were dirty and didn't want to hear it. They just couldn't do anything about it. I had this very honest communication with some officers down there. And uh, now we're hearing from the mayor suddenly about how to report human trafficking. Gives you numbers. They're sending out notices. They're sending out all sorts of stuff. And then they're sending out notices about how they're funding the police. Well, what did POTUS talk about recently? Funding the police. Folks, this is happening before our very eyes. I'm seeing it happen here in California. It's unbelievable. So I'm getting, suddenly I'm getting, you know, first I was getting notices I wasn't liking very much about mask mandates and bullshit COVID jabbers. Now I'm seeing things about reporting human trafficking and the tables have turned suddenly fund the police. Well, you must show them as part of this plan. You must show them. So in the meantime, yes, the weather manipulation goes on in California. We talked about it here tonight and today. And that's about it for the uh, the real updates from this state at this time. And we'll, I will give you updates every week as we travel around the United States. The United States of America, soon to become the American Republic. Thank you to Dude Diligence Anon for that wonderful report and amazing insights from Oregon, where a lot of patriots are holding the line. Monday Matters will be bringing you different states and different stories and different updates from all around the country. All 50 states, we are united, not divided. It's not just about California, New York, Oregon, Illinois. It's about all 50 states and all patriots worldwide. So you can be sure to stay tuned and hear from people all around the world as to what they're experiencing and what's really going on during this time we are calling this great awakening, not the great mistakening. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. If you're interested in getting yourself a Soma Vedic, I urge you to check out the link listed in this podcast description. You get 10% off your order If you use a code, which is just my name, D-I-L-A-R-A, puts a bubble of protection around your house and 5G is here, folks. Don't wait until it's too late. Protect yourself, your family, your loved ones, your pets. Your pets will love the Soma Vedic and so will you. The best way to learn about it is to check out the article and video I prepared on my blog at dilaraessengill.blog where you can type in the word Soma Vedic, S-O-M-A-V-E-D-I-C and it'll give you all the information you need about how to protect yourself from 5G, which is inescapable unless you have one of these devices. I'm telling you, it's what the celebrities use and not because I like them. There are a few people that I do like. There are a few celebrities that I actually like. But... Um, if they if they're using it, they know more than we do because the, these people have been coddled and taken care of, and it's time for the public to know what it is that they have access to that should be available to all of us because we are the super elite, as POTUS called us. Please be sure to tune in tomorrow. Tomorrow is Tuesday, May seventeenth, and it's going to be a fresh, brand new episode of 
secrets of the celebrities. And tomorrow's episode is going to be a little more exciting than the ones we've had, but make sure you check out the previous two that I've, I've done. It's a new show. And there's a lot of people in Hollywood that have recently been reaching out to me slowly. They've been seeing what I've been doing. A lot of people were, you know, I was like the kryptonite to them for quite some time, but the good ones are coming around very slowly. They're still afraid to speak, but there's a couple a couple of A-list actors that I'm friends with that have been dying to say something, but they're, they've just got to wait. And at some point, I believe I will have a few of these people on my podcast. Not coming up in the next few weeks because people still have to stay alive, but you will be hearing from some Hollywood names that you will recognize on the show eventually. And there's not many other people that can say that because I've been in this town for quite some time. I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I'm going to bring it to you all on Secrets of the Celebrities. Thank you for tuning in to this Monday Matters. Make sure you stay tuned to Monday Matters every week on Monday. You'll be hearing the news, the truth, and nothing but. God bless you, patriots. And where we go one, we go all.